Welcome to Indie Matters, the podcast from the Nevada Independent. I'm your host, Joey Lovato. And I'm your co-host, Alex Kuro. And Alex, today we have a really fun two-part piece. Uh, The first is on a Halloween tour that you did, and the second is on the Pecan Punch. Yeah, I headed over to Carson City, where I took this really fun, pretty long ghost walk tour. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and then after I got to go to a bar here in Reno and actually learn how to make the Pecan Punch, which was almost a state drink, but ended up not being it. But uh, Alex, we're also recording this on Nevada Day, so happy Nevada Day. Happy Nevada Day, Joey. (laughs) Halloween is here, and Nevada is one of the best states you can be in to celebrate the holiday due to our many ghost towns and haunted history. In Virginia City, there are plenty of paranormal ghost tours in hotels that are said to be haunted. And in Tonopah, there's a clown motel that would scare anyone who's seen the movie It. In Carson City, the capital of the state, located in northwestern Nevada, There's no shortage of ghost tales. And if you're wanting to meet some of these ghosts, you can follow historical fiction characters on the annual Ghost Walk Tour, put on by Baruca Theater, a local production company in Reno, Nevada, that has put on over 100 stage productions during its 30-year history. This year, the tour fuses Nevada history along with historical fiction characters in order to explore the Victorian era of Carson City history which saw the rise in spiritualism, or a system of belief or religious practice based on supposed communication with spirits or the dead. These practices included things like seances and spiritual healings, and were very popular during the 19th century. The New Yorker reports that there were about 4 to 11 million practitioners of spiritualism in the Victorian era, and this year's 90-minute ghost tours have no shortage of Victorian-era ghosts along the way. The tours were held Saturday, October 21st, and me and reporter Carly Savageo got to experience the Victorian-era horror. Follow along with us as our ghost tour guide, Ken Beaton, leads us on this haunted adventure. Okay, follow me this way. As we walk down the streets of Carson City's historic west side, leaves crunching under our feet in the fall sun, Ken, who is dressed in Victorian-era clothing, tells us some of the history of Carson City. Okay, step up so that you can hear me. This is the Prang house. Mr. Prang was the father of the American Christmas card. Carson City was founded as a community in 1858 by pioneer Abraham Curry. The discovery of silver and gold in nearby Comstock in 1859 made the city a thriving commercial center during that time. The ghost tours are celebrating this history, and we approach our first stop on the tour, which is the Brewery Arts Center, where an actor is waiting to put on an interesting skit for us. Now, folks, people like to laugh and joke around and say that drowning in a vat of beer is a good way to go. Uh Uh-uh. I'm here to tell you it taint. 
This particular character is a part of the creative dramatization of the tour, where Nevada history is combined with historical fiction. He is dressed in an old brewer's costume with bloody boils and special effects makeup on his face to make him look very creepy. That's how I done got killed. I fell into the boiling beer vat and done cooked to death. Good thing is, though. So at this point, to keep with the creepy theme, the actor takes a piece of his flesh and, and puts it in his mouth. It tastes like beer forever. That ain't so bad. To which the audience and, and me and Carly are definitely grossed out. Wasn't much here in Carson. We did have a schoolhouse just a couple blocks yonder. Then over next door, right next to the brewery, they built the Catholic church. Go figure. They built that church in 1862, but it blowed down two years later. It was them Zephyr winds that that fella Twain y'all keep rambling on about. I guess he coined that phrase. Back in my day here, back in the tasting room, we didn't have no Twain feller. We had this guy that was kind of like him. His name was Sam. Clements, I think, was his last name. He'd come in and then fancy... Mark Twain, or Samuel Clemens, was a major part of this ghost tour history, as his older brother was appointed secretary to the territorial governor of Nevada and Twain jumped at the chance to accompany him on his adventure out west. Although Twain left a huge mark on Nevada and spent time in cities like Unionville and Virginia City, even publishing a book about the state called Roughing It, in actuality, he only spent around three years in the state, some of which, as we're learning on the tour, was in Carson City. These walking tours have been happening for the past 30 years, and to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the event, we head to the governor's mansion, which was built in 1908. It's extravagant with chandeliers and everything, and once we enter the mansion, we are met by the ghost walk tour organizer, Mary Bennett. For purposes of the ghost tour, she greets us all as Madam Curry, named after Carson City's founder, Abe Curry. Welcome to the governor's mansion. I'm sure you heard all about it from your wonderful guide, Ken, who's taking you on your journey into the past. We're here in the mansion today to talk about Victorian zeitgeist, spiritualism, and all of the things that represent the Victorian age. But there are some ghosts within this mansion that the staff and different governors and families have seen throughout the years. There's so many energies in here that speak to us that it's important to be aware to them. I have been visited recently by Mary Todd Lincoln, a friend of all of ours, I'm sure, who was the wife of the great emancipator Abraham Lincoln, who without him, in the 1860s, Nevada would not have become a state in the state that it is. It was on October 31st, 1864, that's right, on Halloween, that President Abraham Lincoln signed the proclamation that ushered Nevada into statehood. It was Abraham Lincoln who wanted to pass the 13th Amendment, so Nevada joined on to make sure that amendment to abolish slavery was passed. Mary Todd Lincoln runs throughout this mansion without even knowing before... As we marvel at all the things that are in the governor's mansion, there are many accolades and attributions to Lincoln. So for taking this tour. There are many things to see in the mansion. So we invite you to see the North Parlor and the South Parlor. In the South Parlor, you'll see a beautiful picture of our great emancipator, Abraham Lincoln, 
before the presidency aged him. For Mark, who was a participant in the tour with me and Carly, the governor's mansion was his favorite part of the whole thing. Here's what he had to say. What's your favorite stop then so far? Oh my favorite goodness. stop? Oh, I don't know. The governor's mansion is always fun. Um, there's often a shootout, which there may be, yeah, but I don't know if we've... Yeah. Maybe there aren't. And right on cue, our next stop is the shootout, where we all gather around Annie Hopley, not to be confused with Annie Oakley. Howdy, folks! Howdy! Howdy. I said howdy, folks! Howdy! Howdy. a lot better. Now, welcome. Hi! Well, I've been practicing my gun spinning all day just for you She uses her prop gun, which scares us all a little bit from the loud sound. dramatization of the shootout scene is inspired by the lawless times of the turn of the century when Carson City experienced the boom of the gold rush that happened much further south in Tonopah. After we learn all these fascinating things about Nevadan history, as well as some of the more prominent establishments of Carson City, Ken, he finally bids us a farewell. And he expresses to us that he's actually been giving these ghost tours for 20 years. Here's what he had to say. And really quick, like, what is your favorite part about leading the ghost tour, the ghost walk? Uh, making people smile. Yeah. I, I try to tell as many stories as I know, and, and I've, I've, I've lived here for 48 years. And with that, our time in the Victorian era comes to an end, leaving us with a better understanding of what the 19th century might have looked like in Carson City, where spiritualism was practiced and famous people like Mary Todd Lincoln were said to have used seances to communicate with her husband after his death. Today I would like to tell you a little bit about morning, not what happens when you wake up to the alarm, but what happens when you lose someone close to you and the ache and the pain from that that ensues. When events like the Civil War and the Spanish flu brought huge amounts of death to people's lives, it can be easy to see how people could use spiritualism during this time as a way to cope with and remember their lost loved ones. Some of which, if you believe our tour guide Ken, still meander the streets of Carson City. Out in the land of the setting sun Where the wind blows wild and free There's a lovely... So now that we've learned that Nevada Day and Halloween are on the same day, let's talk about one of my favorite subjects, state symbols. Nevada has a lot of official state symbols which were passed into law by the legislature, and the newest being the state element, which is neon. But jumping back a few years, there have been several attempts to make an official state drink, but it's actually failed several times. That drink is the historical pecan punch, a high-proof alcoholic drink that has its origins in the American Basque culture and holds a special place in many Nevadans' hearts. And while it's not an official state symbol, it's still a piece of Nevada history, and today I'm going to learn a little bit more about that history and learn how to make a pecan punch. I started by talking to Xavier Arujo. I am the chair of the Center for Basque Studies. 
UNR houses the Center for Basque Studies, where Xavier works. It is very difficult to speak about the history of Nevada and not mention the pecan punch. What what makes a pecan punch so unique in your eyes? Well, it is. Yeah, it is very strong. It has a very bitter, you know, taste. I think it is one of the most important parts of the history of the Basques in Nevada. The pecan was a staple drink for Basque sheep herders in the region. Famously, the sheep herders worked in the remote parts of northern Nevada, including Washoe and Carson Valley around Carson City, where noted Nevada author Robert Laxalt, brother of former governor and senator Paul Laxalt, wrote about their father, Dominique, who was one of the sheep herders in the valley. Most of the Basques in the U.S. are located in an area that goes from Wyoming to Idaho, uh, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, some there parts of Oregon and Washington and California. And the fascinating thing about the pecan punch is that it is not found in the homeland of the Basque, Spain, but is unique to American Basques. That beverage was forgotten in the Basque country. So no one knows where the pecan punch is in the Basque country. It disappeared. And while you can't get a pecan if you go to northern Spain, Xavier explained that it's like the difference between New York and Nevada. There are cultural differences, but we're both still American. And since the Basque are a stateless people, their culture developed in different regions across the world, including Spain, Argentina, the American West, specifically Nevada. Now, I've had a few pecan punches in my day, but I wanted to learn how to make a pecan. And I figured since it was a Nevada drink, it would be good to learn how to make it in a Nevada-themed bar. So I made my way over to the Nevada Day celebration at 1864 Tavern on the edge of Midtown Reno with another indie staff member, Kristen Leonard, our audience engagement manager. It is a lot tonight. People are celebrating Nevada. Here for it. There's spider webs on everything. I don't know if that's a Nevada thing. I can't think of any other reason they would have those up in late October, except Nevada Day, the most important holiday. If you were to describe the clientele in here. Flannel. <laughs> so what I quickly learned is don't try to get a bartender to teach you how to make a pecan punch on a busy Thursday night. So I went back the next day in the afternoon. Yes. 1864, named after the year Nevada's... Became a state. Yep. yep. You know, we're a quiet neighborhood bar. My name is Dylan Evans, and I work at 1864 Tavern. My old business partner, Sean, is a fourth-generation Nevadan, and he kind of recognized that there was no Nevada-themed bar outside of Genoa and Carson and said, like, why not here? Okay. Um, you know, it's, and it's ran by... I'm a fourth-generation Nevadan. All right. And so you're going to be teaching me how to make a, a pecan punch today. Yes. Pecan, the classic. Is this a, a commonly ordered drink here? or? Yeah, we go through quite a few pecans, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, okay, what is in a pecan? So a pecan is just a couple ingredients. Um, grenadine, brandy, a tarani, which is a bitter orange, and then, you know, a little bit of water and a lemon twist. All right. So Dylan mentioned the tarani, which is the company that makes now. This is the main ingredient in a pecan and what gives it that signature taste and dark brown look. Tarani Amer is what you get now, but originally it was a French liqueur called Amer Pecan, P-I-C-O-N, not pecan or pecan the nut. There actually are no nuts in a pecan punch at all. Also notably, it's not a punch which would traditionally have a significant amount of juice in it. It having pecans in it and it being a punch is a misnomer. The pecan punch likes to break the rules, something that I think many Nevadans would be proud of. We do a house grenadine here. This is just pomegranate juice, sugar, lemon. Got it. And that's it. Okay. 
we are not soda water people here either. Okay. Like if you ask for soda water, we're not going to say no, okay. but we're a splash of water. Okay. Sure. And we use bigger ice cubes. So our surface area on the ice melts slower. A lot of places will use, you know, bar ice and you can see how quickly, how fast this is going to melt. So we use a little bit of water to cut while it chills in the glass. So the next ingredient after the grenadine, Tarani. Okay. This is what everyone notices first and foremost. You fry this. All right. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Underberg maybe a little like bit. Like Underberg? Yeah, I think it's- Not as herbal. It's not as herbal and a little less bitter. Yes. And the viscosity is different. But again, a lot of those Underbergs are made the same way. They're fermenting roots and spices and Got herbs it. and all this in a bag. It's pretty good on its own. It is. It's a little <laughs> bitter. It's a little sweet. I don't really believe and necessarily measuring out every ingredient when I do my pecans. I think I like that they all are slightly different. Yeah. So then Tarani to about, you're on the radio, so you don't know what about there is. Okay, about, yeah, you know, you got uh, 95% yeah. of the way. Yeah. Here's what I do for water. It's just a... Now, Brandy, we use Christian Brothers. So then what you want to do is you don't necessarily stir it. You want to get your bar spoon in and you're going to try to bring up that grenadine. Mix it up a little bit. So again, we're chilling it, um, adding a little bit more dilution. Then to add that acidity that you need, because acidity is structure, we do a nice lemon peel right on top. Get all of it. And then that's your pecan. When I ask people if they like pecans, people either recoil or say that it's too strong and bitter. Or they say that they love them. During a few of the legislative hearings to make the pecan punch the official state drink of Nevada, a few legislators shared their dislike of the taste. Anybody that ever spent any time in Elko or Winnemucca, Ely, Eureka, uh, every place in this state, I think, is, is known to the pecan punches. And I can't drink one because it tastes like aviation fuel, but I, I go... <laughs> I go to dinner with a lot of my friends, and they can drink several of them things. So, uh, the highest of grades of aviation. Oh fuel, boy, <laughs> it's amazing. But not everyone disliked the taste. And I just wanted to say that I've also had the pecan punch, and I like it. Um, it's just grenadine amer pecan, now sold by Tarani as Tarani amer, a splash of water or soda water, some cheap brandy and ice and a lemon twist. Here's Javier again on the importance of the pecan. The Basque culture is a culture of people gathering, people working together, living together. I think that food bring, should be an important part of all cultures in the world. I think mm -hmm. that many problems would be solved. A political problem could be helped with food and drink for everyone. As Kristen and I saw during the Nevada Day celebration, there were many people drinking pecans and coming together from all walks of life. I have had pecan punches here in Virginia City, in Elko, in Boise. The size is small because of uh, the strength of the, of the beverage. Drinking one pecan punch is good, two is fine, three is too much. If you missed that, the common phrase is that one pecan punch is not enough and three is too many. It's bitter and sweet and it's very strong and warms you as it goes down. 
At first, it might be a little bit much for most people, but as you get through your first, it grows on you and begins to take a new life. Similar to Nevada, we might have a rough exterior, but we grow on people. Now, we heard a few quotes already from the hearing for Senate Bill 436 in 2013. That was a bill that did a lot of things, but it had an amendment in it, and it was to make the pecan punch the state drink. Assemblyman William Horn presented that to a committee. That amendment was not added to the bill ultimately. As you heard, the jovialness of that hearing from both Democrats and Republicans, it's it, that effect that the pecan punch has on people of bringing them together. Um, I, I would say that it is an experience that you should try it at least twice so you can have that acquired taste and really enjoy its flavors. And there is a party tonight, or I would say a celebration in making the, this Basque uh, drink our state drink. So jumping back to modern day, after Dylan showed me how to make a pecan, he tasked me with making my own. So we start with the grenadine? Start with the grenadine. Three big ice cubes, yep. Now you're going to go with the Tarani. 95%, you said? Ish. Give or oh. take 5%. Okay. Go nuts. Maybe a little water? Just a splash. Perfect. Okay. And then a little Christian Brothers. Yep, there you go. Grab that bar spoon. Spoon. Boom. All right. All right. Mine has a little bit more Tarani. His is a little heavier on the brandy and water. Indistinguishable. <laughs> Probably is pretty simple. Probably simple. <laughs> They're so similar. So similar. <laughs> like I said. They're basically the same. Measuring out pecans is almost just a waste. Like everything else we measure out, you know, because balance is important, right? With yeah. That, that structure of a cocktail. With pecans, you get a really cool window to where minus this plus that minus this plus that really all comes out the same. When people first have pecans and everyone's like, oh man, you got to try pecan. I'm going to get you one. It's, I do enjoy watching their faces and their interactions when they take that first sip. Yeah. What is this? This is a lot. So a lot of people have that reaction, but by the second one, they get a little glowy. They're so, and when they're fun to drink, but everyone tells you, oh man, they're really good, but they're also kind of gross when you first start. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to love it eventually. So everyone's a little apprehensive and they see the ingredients and they don't really know what any of them are except for brandy. And so everyone is apprehensively excited. I would say it goes... 40% are never going to have another one again. <laughs> but I think that they appreciate that they got to try something that's just very specific for this region. The pecan punch is steeped in history in Nevada. And now you know how to make one. It can be a little tricky to find a mare pecan, but look for Tarania mare. Or if you're in Reno, the Depot Distillery also makes their own mare that will work. I tried the experience once and may try it again. Uh, and, and had a similar experience as you, apparently. Uh, but I do support the amendment because uh, if nothing else, it will make a great Jeopardy question under potent potables as a category. So. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's the Nevada cocktail through and through. Happy Nevada Day. If you follow the old kit. Carson Trail until desert meets the hills. Oh, you certainly will agree with me. It's the place of a thousand thrills. Home means Nevada. Home means the hills. Home means the sage and the pine. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Matters. We want to thank Carly Savageo, Ken Beaton, Xavier Arujo, Dylan Evans, Kristen Leonard, the 1864 Tavern, and everyone who talked to us on the Carson City Haunted Ghost Tour. 
This show is produced and edited by me, Joey Lovato, and Alex Kuro, with additional help from Michelle Rendells. If you want to support the show, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. You can also email us at podcast at the nvnd.com. Our theme song is from Emily Pratt, and we have additional music from Storyblocks, June Pearson, and Joey. Thank you for listening to Indie Matters. I'm your host, Joey Lovato. And I'm your co-host, Alex Thuro. And we'll talk to you next week for our 300th episode. Woo!